Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. This is the Nikki Glazer Podcast. How the hell are you? Um, I am here in St. Louis, Missouri. Noah is in Arizona. I'm sitting on the opposite side of the room that I normally do, and I just spilled Zevia all over me because I'm not used to navigating this mic stand <laughs> thing. Um, I got all wet, and it uh, feels good for once in my 38-year-old life to get wet because doesn't happen as much anymore. Do you feel Do you feel the dryness happening? I definitely am um, way, way less hornier than I was in my 20s. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's like, I feel crazy because of it because it just feels, I just, it's too soon for that to start. I want to be, I, I, I don't know. I still get, I get a, you know what I got horned up by? Like some, certain things I sometimes feel like a man because I rarely am just like so turned on by something that it inspires me to do something. But once in a while it gets me. Okay. Have you been watching White Lotus? I have not been, but I hear it's very sexy. Oh my God. Okay. You're going to love it so much. I'm excited for you to see it. It's just beautifully shot. It's written by this guy who just like... He just gets women. I don't know. It just feels feminist and it's creepy, but it's beautiful. And all the actors are so good, except for a couple. I won't name names, but just like I didn't name names for the Dahmer thing. But some people guessed who I thought was the worst actor ever because it was so glaringly bad. Um, no, pretty much everyone's a good actor on White Lotus. And who am I to, to say? Because I would probably be the weakest link on there. But I want to get on season three. I think I'm just... Well known enough, but not known enough to get on there. What, anyway, what there's a guy horn, on there. Horned up though. Yeah. 
Theo James. You want to give him a little goog? He's, I feel bad. Like, I, I, it's, 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 mm. it's a lot like the thing, like the show alone, when I said I was watching that with Chris and I was so attracted to that guy, Clay, that I had to tell Chris because I just felt like it was the elephant in my pants. <laughs> like, it was just, every time he came on screen, I would be like, oh God, he's so hot. And I just felt like I was almost like, not cheating, but like, I, I had to share it with him. Like it, there's something emotional that happens when you're like, have a crush on someone on TV that feels like I just want to share it with my partner. That's so much of TV watching is to be like, Oh my God, he's so hot. Even if it was like, a, I try to, um, cause if you watch white Lotus, most people do. Um, no, you're, you're, uh, you're, at, you're out of the loop. Um, but <laughs> there's a girl on there too. That's a, uh, a El prostituto. No, that's not the uh, Italian for it, but she's a prostitute. And uh, or sex worker, and um, Lu Lucia, and she is so hot, and uh, much like Theo James, whenever she comes on screen, I'm like, oh my god! But Theo James, there's something about a extremely hot douchebag character that like really gets me. And I was trying to like look at pictures of him. I was first of all, he has no Instagram, so there's no way to see. Like, I just wanted to get like footage of him to like. I was eventually going to end up watching like hardcore porn, but like I wanted to like maybe grease the wheels because I've just been, <laughs> I, I, he's just the hottest thing I've seen in a really long time. Um, besides my fucking boyfriend, but you know, the, the, th the thing that I saw that I don't have with me and that, you know, adds a little bit of like, Oh, just more desire to it. And he, um, he has no presence online and he's kind of like an unknown and he, That's um, hot. Yeah, he, that he's that he has no Instagram is so, so hot. mysterious. But it's so funny. His Instagram, people must think it's him because it's got like two hundred and something thousand followers, but it's made by a fan. And I know most people that follow him think it's him, but it's not official. It's not. It doesn't have a blue check mark, and it's called Theo James Official. But oh, wow. all of the captions, it's definitely by a fan because the captions are like. Um, it says like my dears in three days. It's just a picture of him like wistfully sitting by a thing. He would never. Oh, another one is life is not the days that have passed, but those that are remembered. It seems like he's writing these captions. So hundreds of thousands of people think this guy is worse than his character and his character is scummy. I don't know what it is. The other guy that did this to me, the only one in the past on a TV show is, and I'm watching it again. I'm rewatching Veep is Dan's character. On Veep, and it's another character that is just a rapscallion, is never to be trusted, will never love one woman, will always cheat. And I don't really want these people to like love me, but it was funny. I was sharing with my friends on the chat that Theo James, I was like, oh my God, the guy in White Lotus is so fucking hot. And all of them were like, he's too hot. I wouldn't, I couldn't be with someone that hot. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, I need him to have like discolored teeth or some like a crooked, like a scar or, you know, big ears. Something needs to offset him so that I know other women won't, like that everyone doesn't want him. It would drive me crazy to think everyone wanted him. Whereas I was like, it would drive me fucking crazy. He, it would be like so hot to think everyone wanted him. And I'm like, I got him. That would make me feel amazing. He what do you think? He looks like Chris. Yes, he has, like I say it to him Chris. all the time, and Chris is just kind of like, "Uh huh." You're just saying that so you can get away with saying he's hot. But I'm like, "No, he does look like you." Um, it's like dark features, can good I hairline. Tell you, huh? Um, a picture that made me super horned up lately. Yes, please. You posted a photo of you and Esther Pavitsky at oh the People's Choice Award, horny? 
and you you're holding her hand and she looks like oh my god yes. it's like dom and slave <laughs> it was so I know. hot <laughs> i know it's so i was we that was, was so, so fun so i hot. went to the people's choice awards last night it came up out of fucking nowhere um over the weekend things always come up last minute for me so grateful that someone thought to plug me into this show because it was so much fun. But um, I presented for Best Late Night Host, which is a really cool award to present. And I love going to these award shows because you see crazy big celebrities. You get to like walk amongst them. Um, red carpets are always fun. Um, you get to see cool performances, which I didn't get to see. Shania Twain performed. And I love her. I watched her documentary and I'm just so obsessed with her journey and like, just how powerful she is and just um, she writes all her own songs and her voice is just cool and she works so fucking hard to get where she is. That's That Shania Doc is pretty, uh, you can tell she had a heavy hand in it. Doesn't really delve into her divorce, which is super interesting because he cheated on her with her best friend and <gasps> then she ended up marrying the guy who was used to be married to her best friend because they both got cheated on and started hanging out like, God, our partners are together. And then they ended up together. So good, but they barely touched on that. And she also had Lyme disease and like it fucked up her voice, like all of her vocal cords and like, you know, Lyme disease fucks with you neurologically and so much of singing is neurological. Like it's just your brain doing stuff that you can't really even, you don't even know how or why it's happening. So anyway, um, she sounded great last night. She performed, but my, I was presenting like 40 minutes after she performed. So they pulled me backstage. I was seated in the audience at first and I missed, I was like backstage in this little holding tent where Heidi Klum was there and um, trying to think of who else, Lil Rel, some housewives. Um, but it was, so I got asked to do this and then I was like, Chris was flying back from LA. He was there for a couple of days after I moved out. So I moved out of LA, came back here. I was supposed to have some time off. It's <laughs> crazy. And then I got, I know. And then uh, it was one of those things where they ask and you kind of go, I wish this would have not been, I wish they didn't think of me because now I have to do it. I have to do this because it's such a cool opportunity. You can't say no, but I do want the time off. You know, it's like when your friend has a party or something, you just want the night off, but you're like, well, it's, I, I got to go to this party. Like yeah, you one just chance to have this experience. Yeah. Do you relate to that of like, I got to go because it's going to be a good experience, but God, I don't want to. And I just want to fucking sleep all the time. And I didn't want to go back to LA and travel. And I just, I've been feeling like, uncomfortable in my own body a little bit and I just didn't want to go to a fitting because everything's always so tight and my stylists are so nice whenever it's tight they're just like yeah this is a weird designer they make things like super <laughs> like the sizes are all different and like honestly this is a dumb garment like they shame the garment it's so nice they're always like ew we don't even like this I, it would never have worked I hate this color they always it clearly is like I'm not the size I used to be and they were taking a gamble, but then they always make it the dress's fault, and I love them for it. Um, what was your question? Wait, did you, okay, your outfit. Let's talk about it. it. Was a lavender dress? Was that a mm -hmm. tribute to Taylor Swift? No, I didn't even think to put lavender haze as my caption for the pictures until oh. my second post because a bestie, I think a bestie, wrote me like, "This is your lavender haze moment," and I go. I, there I was searching through bejeweled lyrics to try to find something that like resonated with the look. And then Lavender Haze is staring at me the whole time. Um, it was the first dress I tried on. Well, it was the second. There was a couple things that didn't fit um, a bustier thing. But it was the second thing I tried on. I was drawn to it. It reminded me of something Portia would wear on White Lotus if you're watching it. Yeah, it was like this. Uh, it's Balmain. And I've never worn Balmain. I think you're supposed to say it like a bum and bum men. 
Um, and it was like tweed. And yeah, it was totally a Taylor Swift moment. I didn't even think about that. It felt like, it felt young in it, you know? It felt like a young look. And there were some other looks that I was dying for. I mean, they we usually go through about 10 to 20 looks in a fitting. And then we always know like kind of which one's the one. Like it's just so easy to choose. But this time it was ironic because I went into the fitting being like, guys, I really don't like my body right now. I'm I'm just being honest with you. Don't try to like... Tell me that I'm the same. I know I'm not. I'm not used to being this, feeling this way. I'm about to start my period t today, tomorrow. Oh. And um, so I felt like nothing was going to feel right. And then there were four things that I was like, oh, I could wear any of these. But you also kind of don't know how it's good, how, how other people are going to be dressed. You don't want to be overdressed. I also wasn't nominated for an award. I'm presenting one. So I don't want to get too sparkly. Like, this is my night. So I settled on a fun dress. And... Um, and was just totally glammed out. I mean, glammed. So my fitting was at 12 in the afternoon. Uh, I went and got my nails done at 11. That was worthless because I put on this sparkly number and I couldn't get it off. So I had to like claw at it. And then all my nails got just like, you know, when they're like 85% no. dry and they just, <sighs> those gummy streaks you get in them. And you're just like, that was just a waste of my fucking hour and a half. Shit. And you just wait in that salon and there was this woman talking on her fucking speakerphone so loud. It was so annoying. Um, but anyway, uh, so my day started at like 10.45. I stayed in bed till then. I was I've been listening to these um, mantra meditations by Louise Hay. And they're all over YouTube. She's dead now. But she does these meditations where she has you do positive reinforcement. I think I've talked on the show before about her. What she says is that if you aren't grateful for the things that the world is giving you, why would the world ever keep giving you gifts? If you every year gave a gift to someone and they said, I don't like it, it's not good enough, would you keep giving that person gifts? So you must be grateful for what you have. And so she also believes in subliminal messaging. So I've been playing these as I go to sleep because I've just been having some like self-esteem issues rearing up lately and this one has really helped me and it's I approve of myself and I just say I approve of myself all day long I approve it just in my head I approve of myself I approve of myself I, and if you say it 800 to 1300 times a day just like in your head I approve myself I approve myself approve myself approve myself just whispering it to yourself or not even say but just like saying it in your head it starts to fucking work and it doesn't even have to mean anything to you like I, I, I said it so many times the other day it started just to sound like a pruna like an apruna cell, an apruna cell. Like it, it didn't sound like anything. And I'm like, how is my brain even going to know that that means I approve of myself? But um, it has worked for me. And I don't know why I didn't come up with this earlier because I cured my back injury on Dancing with the Stars by saying I'm strong, I'm prepared, this is easy. So why wouldn't I just say I approve of myself? And it's just a perfect thing to do because it's not like I am beautiful. You can do anything. Like things that I'm kind of like rolling my eyes. I approve of myself. It's not asking much. So I've been just repeating I approve of myself over and over. And um and it worked and I felt really um I almost wanted to tag Louise Hay and my pictures to be like and Aww. confidence by Louise Hay. Like R.I.P. bitch. So if you ever anyone's feeling low, put on just go to YouTube and type in Louise Hay and she has meditations or like little speeches for like anything you're struggling with. It's pretty great. Um, and then um, did you like so having then, a friend there? 
yes. Oh my God. It was so nice because, so I got a plus one, which is actually controversy today because Chriselle Strauss, who was nominated, did not get a plus one. So I guess if you're nominated, you don't get a plus one. But if you're presenting, you're actually part of the show. But if you're nominated, you unless you win, you're not a part of the show. But I got a plus one, which is a coveted thing. Who knew? Um, and I was like struggling with like, who to invite like I just wanted someone who would appreciate all the celebs someone who would be low maintenance someone who would be good arm candy all the things and um and Chris I was like asking Chris like who should I take because this is I don't want to waste it but I also don't necessarily need to go with anyone if there's not someone that's a good fit I can totally be fine on my own and he was like what about Esther Fitzky. and he's never really even met Esther but he just knows that I like yearn for her to be like closer to her and man it was the best choice because I wrote her she was down she had to go get COVID tested she had to like you know get a cute outfit and all the stuff so it's like a lot of work and she was my plus one and we walked the red carpet together and it was just so perfect because man I just wish everyone had someone like Esther in their life I thank god I have so many girlfriends like this that are just don't say anything shady they're just completely nice and honest and easy 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 and I don't think I don't think that many girls have this in their lives like she's just a stable person who has a lot of confidence and not confidence but she just like she, talk about accepting yourself she's Louis Louise Hay the shit out of herself like she's someone I really look to for advice when I'm like going through stuff because she just she loves herself in a healthy way. She's so funny. She just is who she is. She also, so she, we, we rocked the red carpet and we're walking out and it was kind of like, do we do it this alone? And I was like, let's do a few alone. And then I was like, but let's like go together. And, and then we were like, should we hold hands? And I was like, yes, let's like create buzz. <laughs> who knows? And it just felt so good to like be with a friend. And I've, I always bring friends with me on the carpet when I can because these photographers, I mean, Esther's a big deal. She's on, um, Dollface that show she's had her own show on uh that I was on uh that she put me in thank god it was so nice of her um called Alone Together or something Alone Together yes yeah. and um she's just done a ton of stuff if you don't follow follow Esther Monster on um Instagram and TikTok you're crazy she's I was just like I couldn't get enough of her I went home last night and just kept watching her on TikTok and I was like she is so amazing <laughs> and um yeah, we decided to hold hands and it just felt safe and good and low stress. Like she didn't need any caretaking. I wasn't like having to make sure she didn't feel like she wasn't feeling special enough because she, some people didn't know her name on the red carpet or whatever. Like they only knew my name because there was like a sign with it with a woman like taking me through because I was a presenter, you know, and, but there was no ego involved. She doesn't have any, there's nothing like that. And that can be rare to find in a, a female industry friend. Um, and I just loved her for it. It was so nice. And, um, yeah, we just were like freaking out about celebrities. I put it on my Instagram. Olivia Wilde just suddenly appeared out of nowhere. It was like seeing a, like Bambi. She <laughs> is so stunning. She's just as like beautiful as you'd want. She did not have hair extensions in, which I respected. I definitely did. Let me just say my, my whole thing of like never doing hair extensions again, because I wanted to like normalize having normal hair. That's gone, okay? Just know, <laughs> I want to keep you guys, I want to keep it honest. No one, no one 
is not wearing hair extensions, including me. I am wearing, I had so much of some woman's hair. I don't know where she is. It. She had a great life though because it was so conditioned and so beautiful and silky and I just kept feeling it all night long and it's gone now and now it feels so coarse. But I'm back on the extension train. It was so fun to have them. And it's like, who cares, you know? But I did see a girl getting the one kind that you have the other day at the salon, Noah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, it's so like ones. such an intense. It, she was like getting her head sewed into. It's honestly, it's worth the, it's, it's, it's not even painful. It's just like a little bit of discomfort. It's worth it though. Have you ever thought of doing clip-ins? Cause they're so fucking easy. Um, well, I had clip-ins before this and I thought oh. they were hard to maintain. I just want something like more permanent and unless oh, I can so get you don't these, have to like, like worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like these last way longer than the clip-ins and all that stuff. Easier okay. to manage. Yeah. I, I can't have to do, do it the ex- last extensions either where they just grow out. I just, anything that's like stuck to the thing, I get nervous. I just want to be able to take it out at the end of the night. Same. I like strip lashes. I peel them off. Chris thinks there are little bugs all over the house every single time. I also got a spray tan. I mean, I was faked up. My spray tan, it was so funny. The next day, Chris was like, do you have a handprint on you? Because he came over to like rub my back because I was feeling sick the other day. And um, he came over to rub my back and he showed me his hand. And it looked like, you know, like when people like vote in foreign countries and they're like, they have like their hands stained. I don't know. There was an episode of Veep where they like voted and their thumbs were green. His hand was stained brown on his palm and it looked like. Um, I don't know what it looked like. It looked, he had brown, he had black hand, um, and he could have been canceled. Although I think black people's hands are actually like lighter colored, like on their palms. So I don't even know what he had, but he was like the, he was like, I can't get it off. And I'm like, it's going to be about three days, babe. It schluffs off. Um, but yeah, I was faked up. We'll talk more about the people's choice awards. Cause I've got more to say right after this. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. 
I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. And we're back. So we get through the red carpet. We go to our seat. I am seated at a table. It's just me and Esther, but the um, we're seated right next to the housewives. So there's like Kathy Hilton, Lisa Renna, Crystal, um, uh, I forget her last name, Minkoff, Crystal Minkoff, something. Um, I should know her name because she's my favorite and we used to, we hosted an E! show one day or co-hosted and she was really nice to me. Um, And then uh, one, some of the other ones, I don't care about the housewives. I never have. I've never followed it, but my mom, I know would have freaked out. Um, It was. Yeah, they showed a shot. They were like in the table right next to you. Right next to us. Yes, it was very exciting. Shania, tw- we could hear them, but I don't think they were, I wasn't trying to hear them actually. I was, we were mostly just like whispering about our lives, me and Esther and like just talking about like, we were like catching up as, you know, Ryan Reynolds was like accepting an award. We would be like, I'd be like, so like, are you still into podcasting? Like, how do you feel about it? And like, what do you think I should do on TikTok? Like we were just talking about like, like we were just in the back of a school bus and Ryan Reynolds is like crying about his family or whatever. Um, yeah, I like Ryan Reynolds a lot. He's a class act. Lizzo also class act. Her her award, she like got a bunch of time and she gave it all to these like women that are all running organizations to help wi- women. And it was like she, it's, and there were like 30, 25 yeah. of them. And she went through each of them and gave a biography. And these are women that like, everyone's like, they, everyone's clapping, but like really this is like people want star power. And so I know that Lizzo did something where she came, they were like, we're going to give you an icon award. And she's like, the only way I'll accept this is if you let me give time to these women. Because this was unheard of. I've never seen 
people who are not celebrities celebrated for so long and like a big I mean it was probably six minutes of her just reading off people's bios of like this woman removed landmines from an area this person fights for transgender rights but she would give like a detailed biography and there's this whole row of women so you're kind of counting like oh my god we're gonna long, long to go it was awesome and um and you could tell so then Lizzo later on accepted an award for like best song of the year or whatever and she comes out and because she didn't use her icon award time to like sing which they probably wanted her to do a song and she was like no I'm gonna do this instead either to take it or leave it they could probably go okay we'll take it I think she gave them a little bit of a song because at her acceptance speech she was like she gave she sang a little bit she sang acapella and it was amazing she sang the Star Spangled Banner, Banner. just kidding um just kidding and um so I just like li looking at the politics of everything and then Ryan Reynolds his speech if you listen carefully he name drops his production company like 18 times yes even though it's all about like we need to come together but you know Moonlight Ride we're doing amazing things like he just kept saying his dumb production company over and over yeah. and maybe they are doing great things but like everyone has a bottom line. They're all trying to make money, but Lizzo was not. Lizzo was just actually using her time for good, and I thought it was really cool. That's and, why she's um, the people's champion. She is the people's champion. She's fucking awesome. And I just loved watching her like, like video montage made me like cry. What was that? What was it like to see her in person? She was so far away that it felt like oh, okay. I, I, I'm more intimate with her on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like she's more close up. Like I see her ass dimples every single day i see her like her thigh feels like it is like wrapped around my head every day because it's so close up so from far even in the same room as her i will say that she's just i don't know i was just excited i was excited to be in the same room as her but um and i was excited to hear her sing that little bit she's just got an amazing voice but then there was this one woman who sang lauren conrad spencer i, I think that's her name she sang this song called um Oh God! What's the, the name girl of in, like, it? The sweatsuit. Yes, and the she ponytail. She's kind of dressed like Billie Eilish. 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 Billie Eilish. <laughs> Billie. She. Yeah. She was. She was Billie fake eyelash. And um, no, I saw her on the red carpet. and I was like, "Who's this kind of like Billie Eilish wannabe?" And then all of a sudden, she has like the most amazing voice, and she has this song called "Fingers Crossed." So it's all about like, I wish you said you love me without your oh, fingers yes, crossed. Yes, yes. It's so good. And I instantly, Esther came back to the table from the bathroom, and this girl was singing. She goes, "Who is this?" And I go, "I just looked her up on Spotify. I'm adding her now. This is incredible." So I love discovering that new artist. Um, at one point, Heidi Klum walked by my table and like bumped into my chair in a way that like shook me. But I didn't think anything of it because we're really like all kind of crowded into this section where all of the tables tables are. And then I heard, oh, excuse me. Sorry. And I'm like, and I turn around. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Heidi Klum just said sorry. Like she's good in my book the rest of my life because she apologized to me when she didn't need to. I wouldn't have even been like, who's that bitch bumping into me? I just was like on my phone and didn't care. But she like made a point to be like, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Um, you are out. And then, um, oh, and then I saw her backstage after I had said clean slate, like that girl can do no wrong. She could spit in my face and I'd still be like, she's a good person. <laughs> she, um, I left my purse like on this couch, uh, backstage in this like holding area. And I had to go to the bathroom. I went and like, you know, took care of business and I came back and my, I felt so bad because she had moved to the couch. I was, my purse was on and you could tell she kind of like moved it to the side so she could sit. So my purse was just like taking up a seat. When I left, there was like no one in the room. And then all of a sudden she's like sitting next to my purse and I could tell she had to like touch it. 
I sometimes feel like so burdened when like people have to like touch and move my things. Like she probably like was worrying like a lip gloss would fall out or something. And I felt so bad that she even had to like look at my purse, even though it was beautiful and expensive and I had to give it back. Oh, and yes. I was very worried I was going to spill bronzer in it. Um, but then I went up and I go, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And like moved it. And she looked at me very confused and I go, well, okay, we're back to, we're back to net zero. <laughs> like she just like whatever goodwill I'd given her, I was like taking it away, but she was very personable. She was making eye contact with people and smiling and being like, very like, hi, hello. Hi. Like she's, and she looked stunning. And, um, and her then also Chris Jenner. Okay. Yes. I'm glad you bring up Chris Jenner because I was going to say, um, Heidi Klum's dress looked really hard to manage, but yes. I think Chris Jenner, if you give a prize for like the most unmanageable dress, it was really Chris Jenner. I didn't even see her dress. Well, apparently when I got up to go backstage to the holdings area before I presented, Esther said that Chloe and, and Chris sat at our table with us. And I missed it because I was in the back. I missed Shania and I missed sitting at the same table as Chloe and Chris. And she said that Chloe and Chris did not look, make eye contact with anyone, like with her or anyone. So I think they're so used to like everyone wanting something from them. They probably just shut off eye contact and like avoid it. Because I found that if you don't make eye contact with people, you don't have to talk to them. That's how people have an in where they go, oh, hi, you know, they wave. But if you just kind of avoid it, you can get away with like, I just didn't see you. But then I was walking back to my seat and Kris Jenner was crossing kind of in the backstage area and I saw her and I go, I love you. And she goes, oh, hi, hi. And like kind of, and we almost like had a moment and like talked. She definitely acknowledged me, definitely said hi. And it was thrilling. And then a camera caught it and I go, did you catch that? Please, will you send me that footage? So the footage is out there somewhere of me freaking out. Um, and then we went to, I did my part. I flubbed a line like right away. It was so scary because I walked out on stage. There was no rehearsal, by the way. They're just like, here's your mark, walk there. They're very, you know, tell you exactly where to go and how to stand and whatever. But I walk up and my this, my speech, what I'm supposed to say is not on the prompter. It's just blank. And I'm walking and then I, it all of a sudden the clapter, or the clapter, clapter claps, claps, dies down and there's still nothing on the thing. So I am panic mode. And then all of a sudden it comes up and I'm so like overwhelmed by having to like, I was about to just start and go, well, there's nothing on the prompter, but I'm going to wing it. Listen, every night I like I was getting ready to just go into that. And then all of a sudden it showed wow. up because so it kind of like made me uh, stumble over my words a little bit. But I always stumble in these scenarios like. I don't mind it. It's never really come back to bite me. It's never made me feel like I'm a failure. I don't like, I don't walk away from it being like, I fucked it up. Like I'm never going to work again, which I think I used to be like, but I, I think every time I presented an award, which has been maybe twice, I I have stumbled over the lines and I'm good at reading teleprompter, but it just, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to practice it enough or whatever. It was fine. But then, um, and then that was over and I was like, good to go. And then Esther and I watched the rest of the show, and then we went to the after party, where we hung out with um, Nick Vile. No, David wasn't there. It was pre-taped. So if you see the video of me on Betches that I posted on my Instagram, and it's David presenting to Adam Sandler, it cuts to me, and you could hear me whispering to or telling Esther full volume. This was pre-taped. And so he's like, right. We saw my face up on the screen and I go, oh no. (laughs) Like, thank God no one can, you can't really read my lips. But if you watch it again, you will totally know that I'm saying, 
this was pre-taped because I, I saw um, David was either nominated or something. And I was like, are you going to be there? And he was like, no. And so I think uh, Sandler wasn't available. So they had to, but it was so funny because the, in the, the place where the, the wards were, it was like, it, it was in an airplane hangar. So it wasn't like a typical like seating and then we're all facing one direction. There were rewards being presented all around us. So uh, when David came up on screen, people were like looking for like, what stage is he on? Like it took about 30 seconds to realize like, oh, he's not here. Um, the funniest thing though was that the one of the biggest applause moments in the whole show was when someone casually mentioned Taylor Swift. They were like, artists, like Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, like, and then Taylor Swift, and people fucking lost their minds. Like, she was there. I'm like, this is the power of this woman, is that just the mention of her name, she wasn't there, there was no way she would be there. It was like someone listing a bunch of artists, and but people still, like, freaked out, and um, it just made me, uh, it made me happy, but also, like, Oh, I can tell how annoyed everyone is with Taylor Swift fans. Like people are just kind of like, I've been seeing a lot of people just, I guess I saw Esther post something last night on, on TikTok and she was, she was, she had posted something on TikTok about evidence that she's, or things about her that make her a pick me girl, but that she's not actually a pick me girl. Do you know what a pick me girl what is? What is a pick me girl? It's. It sounds like I'm saying pygmy. Uh, a pygmy girl is like a girl that's like, oh, me, 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 me. Like, look at me. Like, oh, my God. I hate the word moist. Oh, my God. I'm always cold. Or like just trying to get attention. Like mm -hmm. a girl that's just desperate and like trying to be quirky and doesn't really have that much going for her otherwise. So she has to like come up with like little things that make her interesting. So Esther was like doing this really funny list on TikTok. I really recommend following her. And I'm not even into TikTok, but I'm about to be. I'll get to that in a second. And, um, but Esther, one of Esther's was like, I have small feet. I know that seems like a pick me girl thing because anytime it comes up, people, it seems like I'm trying to get attention because they're very small. I'm a women's size five. Like, it's just the way it is. And, um, she's like, and then her other one was like, I don't really like Taylor Swift. And that's almost like a pick me girl thing of being like, I'm different than other girls. I don't like Taylor Swift. And she was like, I know it sounds like a pick me girl thing. I just don't have that much enthusiasm for her. But I, it was really cute. Cause I was like. I had just been with her and she was like, I don't know. I'm not one of these girls that when a, someone mentions Taylor Swift, I like get really excited. And I was like, oh my God, she, she filmed this like, you know, weeks ago, but then she was with me all night. And anytime Taylor was mentioned, I was like, oh my God, wait, so wait, what's your favorite song? Like what? So what are you thinking about? Like, what's the next album? Like I was being that all night long and, um, it is obnoxious and I, um, I admit to it. So the after party was cool though, because, it was chill. It was, there were, weren't a lot of big celebs there. It was just like low key. It wasn't super loud. And um, so we just ended up, Esther and I talked for a little bit like alone and we just got to like hang. And it was so fun. I love a good girl hang. All I want to do is sit in a corner with my girlfriends and talk about life and like real things and like sex and feelings and not even sex. Like we just talked about feelings and our issues and, I don't know. It's just awesome. I just, I feel so bad for men. They never have those conversations, but I think they're very, they're almost like the way Esther feels about Taylor Swift. Like, good. I don't want to have those, but, uh, Nick Vile was there from the bachelor. He's an old friend of mine. So it was so good to see him and his girlfriend. And, um, he, it was, 
yeah, I love running into him and it had been a while. And then he was, he, uh, Wells from Bachelor in Paradise was also there with his wife, Sarah Hyland from Modern Family. And she was so cool because at one, they came and like joined us. And then there was this other girl with them who was just so, I mean, I can't, I don't even understand where these people come from. Apparently this woman latched onto Wells and Sarah at the show and then there were kind of shuttle buses going to the party and she demanded to get in their ride. Not even their bus, their car, like their car service. And she's like, I'm just going to go with you guys. Is that cool? Like, and didn't really give them an option. She's some drunk girl that's like claiming to be like a high powered lawyer and just talks the entire way. She comes over to our table and she's like, I know who you are. She sidles up next to me. Then she's like, oh my God, I know who you are. You're Esther. She's, she's, she knows who everyone is. Then she says to Nick, she's like, my friend, in front of Nick's girlfriend, it's just like, no one wants to hear this. My friend actually dated you and said you were so dumb. But the truth is she's dumb. Like you're one of the smartest people ever. I watch you. And she was like, he's so boring. And I was like, none of this needs to be said. Why, why do people do this? Where they go, where they, they, how do people not know that sharing something that someone else said about this person is not going to win you points with this person? People do it to me all the time. My, my fucking wife hates you, but I think you're so funny. Or like, that doesn't feel good. It doesn't make me think you're cooler. It doesn't give you any points to tell me how much someone else doesn't like me. It happens all the time, though, and I wanted to fucking punch this woman when she was like, but seriously, you're one of the smartest men ever, and my friend is like, and I go, first of all, you're a bad friend. <laughs> you're talking about your friend and how dumb she is, and secondly, she's one of these girls, too, who, like, needs to tell people they're so smart. Like, you're so intelligent. Like, I know. Like, I because I'm smart. Oh, she was the worst, and um, and then she really goes, and I need a picture that? with Nikki. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. So you were just talking about how you had this wonderful time sitting in the corner with Esther and then a yeah. couple of other people joined and you were still having a great time. And then all it takes uh -huh. is that one toxic person to come yeah. and then you guys have to kind of like disperse to get rid of her. Yeah, it's like a fly. Like it takes a couple swats, like not mean, but like it's going to take a little bit. It, I know enough now that these people aren't going to stay forever because I'm not a pushover anymore and I really won't tolerate that anymore. And I don't think anyone else at the table was really going to tolerate it past a moment, like a certain uh, like minute. I think we all would have like gotten her out of there, but it was like, I just felt bad for this woman. Like how does she exist in life where she thinks everything's about her? And then she hands Nick her phone and is like, you need to take a picture of me and Nikki. And I go, okay, professor, because she kept saying he was so smart. I was like, professor, take a picture of us. So she's already insulted him, but also, you know, blanketed it with like, I know you're so smart. My friend is an idiot, but she thought you were really dull. It's just like, you are the fucking worst. And then she was like, wouldn't say her friend's name. So he couldn't be like, who was this? She was just sucked. Yeah. But then out of, out of nowhere, this woman sitting next to me, Sarah Highland, who has just sat down across the table, who I had said hi to on the red carpet, but we don't know each other. And I don't know if she knows me. I definitely know who she is. She's the oldest daughter in Modern Family. I've been following her for some time. I think she's like so funny and cute. And, um, and I knew she was married to Wells. And Wells I knew from before he was on The Bachelor. I remember going to a radio station in Nashville to, pr to promote my zany shows probably 10 years ago, 11 years ago. And he was this hot DJ that had like a bulldog. And I remember being like, oh my God, wow. Usually they're not like this attractive. So I noted him. And then when he showed up on The Bachelor, I was like, I know that guy. So anyway, Mary Sarah. And uh, I said hi to Sarah on the red carpet. Um, but then at the after party, she 
She was just sitting across the table. We had just kind of said hello, but this woman is sitting next to me still talking. And she just comes over. She was, Nikki, I have to tell you something. Oh my God, you're going to freak out. And she was like, hold on. I have to tell Nikki something. So she sits down next to me and like leans over me and is like, girl, it is so good to see you. I have been dying to tell you. Like, seriously, you're going to die. Like she's such, obviously such a good actress, but this girl did not feel like it was it was it wasn't obvious it was so real and also i was like are we best friends like she was selling it so hard and like kind of laying all over me i was like this is my night of like yeah. trying out being gay like just girls all like holding hands and this girl like flapping over me and like just like I don't have girlfriends that are super touchy-feely like oh girl like oh. and she was like playing that way and I was like oh my god we're best friends but she saved me it was awesome and I was like you are incredible and me and Esther were both like that was the smoothest move so then the girl kind of left and then um and then we were just started talking to Sarah and man, she had such great stories. I can't get into them because, but man, I was like, I just got to ask questions that I've always wanted to ask of like someone who's been in the business for a while of like who she's been around, people who have since been canceled, who I know she has probably been on their shows or worked with. And she was just telling amazing stories. It was like, I don't know. It was just so, I want that girl to write a book someday. She's really smart, really funny. And um, I was just very impressed and made a new friend. And you're just kind of sitting there going like, is this real? Like, is this person really someone that would like be my, fr like, how am I going to see this person? I don't know. But it felt, it felt real. And this is what I kind of like about these nights is that I was telling Esther, like, it just makes you realize how small all of this is and how it's kind of like a high school play. Like we're all just putting on a production and being like, everything's perfect here. Presenting the next award. Like we're using this voice and we're all on the red carpet. Like, hi, I have a bunch of fake hair. It's like, it's all, we're playing, we're playing pretend. We're playing movie stars. Like nothing, it's just as fake as if you were trying to pretend to be that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's, and everyone's just wants to be loved and seen and feel beautiful and it's not much different than my 20-year reunion. It felt kind of the same <laughs> energy, to be honest. And really, it was like, it just, th there are certain people, though, that have this aura where you're like, oh, my God, like Shania Twain, like, I just didn't even want to be, I just didn't want to get in her way. Heidi Klum, same way, where you're just like, I don't want them to have to, like, waste any energy on me because they're just so busy and so precious. Um, but it was a really fun night, and I'm glad that I did. I couldn't sleep last night. I got home, and... Uh, I was on the way home and I have not been able to like really sing midnights in a car alone. Um, and I have, I've had in St. Louis like a couple days where I've been able to put my AirPods in, but singing with your AirPods in, you don't get to like hear your voice with the music. And my mom's car that I drive does not have a way for me to play the music on the system. So last night, she, this woman was my driver and I was just like can I put on my music and do you mind if I sing and I just sang the fuck out of songs it felt so good and I got home and I was like god I want to play guitar so badly it sucks why didn't I bring my guitar always bring your guitar Nikki always and then I walked to the lobby to pick up my food that I had ordered and there's a guitar sitting there and I go can I bring Stop. this to my room and they go no but we have ones you can rent so I got to rent a tiny baby Taylor guitar and take it up to my room and make sweet, sweet love to it. No, it, definitely whatever I did to it, um, <laughs> it didn't like. Um, it, it became a worse guitar from what I did to it. But um, And then returned it this morning. I was like, that's such a cool thing to have. 
um, because I was like, what am I going to do? And I just, I couldn't sleep last night, partly adrenaline, partly just my times being so fucked up. Um, and I don't know what to do. I have an audition that's due. It was due Monday and it's Wednesday. And I was supposed to do, um, I was supposed to have it in Monday and I told them I would. And it's for a role in a movie where I would play the wife and the guy cast as the husband role is like one of my favorite like actors where it'd be like, oh, this would be a dream to like get to work with this person and like just look at them up close and maybe even like fake kiss them. Did you hear Margot Robbie like asked to kiss Brad Pitt in a yeah. scene? She like she's like, it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, what if the roles were reversed? Can you imagine? Well, you know what? Fuck you. Shut up. Listen, the reason why you can't do this all the time where you go like, if the, were, if the roles were reversed, if Brad Pitt added a scene, yeah, it would be more predatory you know why because brad pitt is a man who can hold women down and make them feel uncomfortable and she's a light little woman and yeah i definitely know that women can make men feel sexually uncomfortable i've seen it happen before i am disgusted by it i am very outspoken about it but i don't think margot robbie being like i think this needs a kiss scene i don't think that really inconvenienced brad pitt single brad pitt too much but everyone's like playing like, oh, if it were flipped around. The reason why you can't do that with everything is because men can hold you down and rape you. Women can't. Women aren't strong enough to incapacitate a man. And that's why you don't get to flip all these scenarios and be like, well, if a man did that, if a man did that, or if a woman did that to a man, he'd push her off. <laughs> If a man did that to a woman, we can't push you off. That's what it comes down to. And I know that Noah does jujitsu and she could fucking do a body slam roll and flip you off no matter how big you are. But most women are not like that. So that is the difference. Come at me. Um, so, yeah, I got to get this audition in. But I just, I don't know. Auditioning is so awkward. I don't know how to do it right. Can you Esther talk was about, giving me tips last night. Can, can you talk about how you got the Backstreet Boys thing? Did you have to audition for that? Yeah, talk about acting. No, I don't get, I don't audition for anything because it never goes well for me. I've auditioned every, I've never booked anything I've auditioned for, ever. I repeat, I have never booked anything I've auditioned for. How many auditions have I been on in my life? Hundreds, you guys, hundreds. Rejection after rejection. No, just, you don't even hear back. No callbacks. I'm not, I don't even get callbacks. And that's like, I'm just bad at auditioning. I get nervous. I'm not my best self. So I wait for people to put me in things. I had to get famous other ways where people go, oh, you'd be great in this role. And once I get it, I'll fucking kill it. But I'm not going to be good at auditioning for it. I auditioned for Trainwreck for the role that was written for me called Nikki. <laughs> and I didn't even get that. And Vanessa Bayer got, Bayer got it. And she definitely deserved it over me. But this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. So... Um, I don't normally audition anymore. This is the one I'm talking about today. I'm only doing because the actor in it. I'm just like this. You can't not throw your hat in the fucking ring. So um, Backstreet Boys, though, I'm in their Christmas special coming up. I don't know what the date is. December for 14th, it. baby. Thank you. December 14th, baby. Um, it'll be on ABC. It's a Backstreet Boys special, Christmas special, and it's funny. And um, I got, how did that come about? Yeah, oh, like what, I got a text. What was your reaction? I got a text from a comic who was writing on it. This is how this happens. Yeah. People go, we need this role filled. And if you're just nice to people, 
you don't know who is going to end up in places where they can give you a fucking job. Like I just wrote about, um, I just did an interview for my um, carpool karaoke with Wilco. I guess that's coming out at some point. I taped it back in March, but it's coming out. And they asked me like, how did that happen? And I go, because I knew a producer at Conan who I had great experiences with working with her. She liked me. We text, we text back and forth because we're just friendly. I'm not like sucking her dick so she likes me. Like I'm just a nice person. And then it comes back to you because they go, oh, I'd like to work with this girl again. So that's, you got to be nice to people. It's come back to help me so much in life. And this girl, Erin, Erin uh, Dewey Lennox, she hit me up, just texted me being like, hey, they're going to send this offer for you. It's for Backstreet Boys Christmas special. And I'm like, say no more. I will pay to be in this. Like I... <laughs> I will what what do I need to do um how nude do I need to get and she was like it's an easy you're like a sycophantic fan like you play a fan and then uh I got to do it with Ron Funches so me and Ron Funches are like uber fans of Backstreet Boys I got to set this was I filmed this last week Wednesday last Wednesday it was crazy because I'm like usually you film Christmas things in like August and you have to be like well happy holidays and you're like it's 104 degrees but this time it was like whoa this is like actually Christmas and you walk on set and it's just like this beautiful Christmas set and I got there and I'm excited because I don't know your relationship with the Backstreet Boys you probably were like not into that so world. not into them yeah I was like I was aware I was it was 1998 99 I went to a Backstreet Boys concert at the Kiel Center with Kirsten, I think, at one point because my dad got free tickets. I like Backstreet's back. All right. I like, um, show me the meaning of being lonely. I love that song. I like a lot of their songs, but, and I always thought, out of all of them, who do you think's the hottest? Um, I plead the fifth. You don't know. Okay. <laughs> I always was into Kevin. Uh, it was the first, but I was too young. It was like eighth grade. And I was like, these are men. Like they even, they didn't feel like boys back then. They were in their twenties and I'm, you know, yes. 14. It just didn't feel like yes. right to pine after these guys. I wasn't in that place in my life. Even in sync. I was just like, ugh, no. Um, but Kevin was the, is the oldest. He's a decade older than the youngest person in the group, but there was something about him. And I couldn't tell anyone that I felt feelings for Kevin. Cause he was just like, he was just a man and it felt like naughty that I was like attracted to this like man in the group. But he was tall, dark and handsome. And um, so he was my fave and he, uh, I got there, I go into hair and makeup and I can like, hear, the Backstreet Boys are walking through my makeup, the makeup room to get to their like holding area. And I swear to God, AJ is so nice and so funny. AJ from the Backstreet Boys. He um, walked in and I swear to God, he uh, put on his phone before he entered the room, he queued up, back streets, back, all right. <laughs> and then he walked in, it was like, and he like walked up, he was like, hey, he was like, they were so freaking nice, so grateful for me to be there, thanking me profusely, telling me like how big of fans they are and like really proving it too. And then Kevin walks in, statuesque Kevin, he looked like an oracle. He had this, he's so tall. He has this long black hair that's shiny. His face is exactly like it was in 1999. He's so tall. He looks like a, a wise man, like one of like the Christian wise men. And he had, uh, he just looked, he looked like Keanu Reeves. I'm like, this guy cannot go anywhere without being stopped. He looks so famous. He looked like some kind of like, I don't know, maybe that he like 
was the leader of some kind of cult too. I didn't know I was ready to join. He came up, he was so nice. He put his arm around me. He was like, I just want to let you know, we were on this past tour. We watched F-Boy Island. I am obsessed with it. I'm obsessed. And it was so nice. And then we did the scenes and God, these guys were just like so kind and appreciative. That goes such a long way when people are just like, thank you for doing this. Thank you for taking you. I'm like, you're a Backstreet Boy. I would do anything to me. I would be like a lighting guy on set. Like, you guys are the Backstreet Boys. There's, that is a level of fame that you don't see anymore. That's only like so few people get to touch. And uh, Ron and I were just kind of marveling at it, like looking at them like, this is, it's rare to be in the company of people who uh, went through that. Like, I don't think even last night I was, mean beat Lizzo out of all those people have know anything about like how being that famous. It's just a, a different level. And um, my biggest fear all day though was accidentally calling Nick Carter Aaron. That was my biggest fear because his brother just died. I don't want to say his brother's name, but it was on my mind of like, don't say Aaron. And then I'm like, wait a second. What if I say it because I'm trying not to? So I was yeah. so scared. And I had to do a couple lines with him. But he was so nice and so sweet. And they were all just like funny and cool. It was a great day. And I'm excited to see it. Um, and yeah, that was, uh, that's been my last couple weeks. It's been, it's been nonstop. And I'm really uh, tired, but I'm so glad that I get to uh, do this stuff. I'm. St it's not lost on me. It's still fun. F Boy Island did get canceled. It was announced Ugh. that we got canceled a couple days ago. I got all these calls from the um, one of the co-producers of the show, Bill, and he was like, "I don't know if you've seen Variety," and I go, "I haven't." He's like, "I'm sure your phone's blowing up." I'm like, "By you?" And he's like, "Don't believe anything you're reading." And I'm like. I haven't read anything. Tell me what you're talking about. Yeah. And he's like, it said that Variety says F-Boy Island's canceled. And then the next day in my Google alerts, it's like, I have a Google alert for my name. And it's like, F-Boy Island canceled. F-Boy Island. Like, people are so excited. Either people are excited it's canceled because they're like, yeah, it's fucking dumb shows going away. Or people are devastated. It's mostly devastated because it's a hit show. Why is it canceled? There was no indication of this happening. But I just want to say it is not done you guys know how this stuff works at this point. One network gives up on a show. It jumps to something else. So it will find a home. F-Boy will never die. I hope ever. Um, but the truth is, like, things have changed. I think Discovery Network bought HBO Max. And it's just budget things, you know? Like, it just it's a very expensive show to make. Not because of me necessarily, but it's just, that's why it looks so fucking good. It's expensive to make. And I think the producers don't want to like skimp on, on production. And so it's going to find another home. Just you wait. I cannot wait. And, um, but that was kind of sad to just be like, oh, it's canceled. Um, and just see that word because guess what? Discovery also didn't pick up a ton of other shows on the HBO Max slate, but they weren't announced as canceled. We just weren't picked up. It doesn't mean canceled. And this has happened to me for every show I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> Anything you do will go away at some point. It will find another network, but everything will be canceled. And it's kind of nice because I've had so many shows canceled that I don't care. It don't, I don't take it personally. I do take many things personally, and there are some things in life that hold me up so much, like a bad comment, someone just being like, she thinks she's cool or... 
someone not understanding my motives of something or I don't know, someone saying I look old. There's little things that could set me off, but you know, flubbing a line at the People's Choice Awards or um, or having a show canceled, I can get through it. I can get through that because I approve of myself. I approve of myself. I approve of myself. That's how she says it. Go listen to Louise Hay. We'll be right back. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave. And then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. All righty. Let's get to good old-fashioned Fanthrax. Hell yes. What do the people have for us, Noah? What are the besties up to? Okay, we got a lot of really great messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'll start off with Annie. Hey, Nikki, Noah, and hopefully Jules, because honestly, Jules is my favorite guest co-host on the pod. Thank Um, you. I'm literally just calling because right right now I'm watching The Mass Singer. And to be honest, I already knew Snowstorm was Nikki. Um, I'm only 24 minutes into this episode, so like anything could happen in the next 18. (laughs) However, I'm convinced this is Nikki. Snowstorm, the house, uh, welcome home, Nikki Glazer. Yes. And the unsafe box, not safe. I mean, it's it's all there. I mean, we we all know it. All of us, (laughs) all of us besties know this is Nikki. So awesome. I don't know how you pulled this off. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for you. Like they're comparing you to uh, Sabrina Carpenter and Olivia Rodrigo. You're freaking probably going to win this episode, which means you're probably going to met. I'm assuming Bette Midler because I'm pretty sure that pumpkin hat is Bette Midler. Like (laughs) this is so awesome. I'm just so excited and good job, Nikki. I I literally saw this clue today and I was like, fuck yeah, Nikki. That's totally you. Okay. Anyways, have a good day and happy mass singer. And Jack the Jackalope. Oh my God. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, No, you're so great. I love it at the end there. She's like, should I re-record it and do a better one? No. uh, Jackalopes are awesome though. They're like bunnies with like horns. Um, Thank you so much. That felt like a, a message I got from like a friend who was like, we haven't talked since college, but I'm watching my singer. I'm freaking out. It's you. Like that just felt like sometimes I would say most of the time I meet besties. I'm like, you just have the same cadence and compassion that I sense from like my best friends. So it's so nice to hear that. And uh, yeah, I don't know how I pulled it off either. It's hard to keep a secret. Um, and how did I pull off that mask? Well, with a lot of help from people who like were very gentle because it was so fucking heavy and I didn't get to keep it. And, um, and I am on a Christmas special tonight, which I, by the time this podcast comes out, I'm sure it's already aired, but you can go watch me sing. Um, there's a mass singer Christmas special Wednesday night on Fox, which is tonight. And I'm singing Ariana Grande's Santa, Wait, Santa, tell me that song. Do you know that song, Noah? No, it sounds beautiful. It's so good. At first, when they gave it to me, I was like, oh, God, can I just do like Deck the Halls? Like, can I just do a song that's like Frosty the Snowman? Like, just basic, easy. I have to learn a new, because I didn't know that song at all. And you have to learn a new song. And it's, it's kind of, it took a minute. And I, you know, it took like a day for me listening over and over. And now it's my favorite Christmas song. If you don't add Santa Tell Me, it should be an instant classic. It is as good as Mariah Carey's, um, you know, that one that she sings a lot, uh, that, that that one movie made famous. 
uh, it's Santa Tell Me, watch me on The Masked Singer sing it, but then actually go back and listen to the real version. But I'm obsessed. I'm learning it on guitar. I love it so much. Thank you for guessing it was me. It was so nice. Are you back Next. in your uh, snowstorm costume or are you wearing something else? Yes. I So I filmed, let me be honest, I filmed it oh. in July. So okay. this was filmed like before I got kicked off the show. But we just did it as an added episode. And I got a little choreography going in this one, too. So I danced a little, a very, very little bit, um, which made it so much more fun because most of the time I'm asking her, I didn't know what to do with my body. I wasn't really given much notes about what to do. And then all of a sudden we did this Christmas one and this woman comes out and starts choreographing me and I go, where have you been? Can I get you for the other stuff? I don't know what to do with my hand. I don't know anything. I don't know how to move in this. It would have been so nice because it felt so good to like have something to do while I sang. And you can't really do much in that costume, so you're limited. So I, it was very simple steps, but I'm excited to see it tonight because um, it was my like favorite song to sing of all the ones I sang. And yeah, it's such a good song. Add it to your playlist for Christmas time. Don't fight it. Just let a new Christmas song in your heart. All right, next Vanthrax. All right, here's one from Alexis with something that I think a lot of besties can relate to. I know that I can. Hi, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. This is Alexis. I'm actually from Davenport, Iowa, where Nikki just uh, did a show. Unfortunately, I couldn't go because I'm actually living in Australia for my job for a year. Really? Um, But I just wanted to call in because I have been talking to friends and family on the phone a lot more now that I live across the world. And I found myself that when I start to say my goodbyes on the phone that Mm -hmm. I want to say – don't be cut and <laughs> jackpot. That's so nice. The every single day. So I just wanted to call that in and tell you that that's always in the back of my mind when I hang up the phone with my that's mom. That's so I nice. Have to literally stop myself from saying Oh my God. So thank you so much for all that you do. I love Aww. listening to you when you. Um, the time zone is off and I can't talk to friends and family at home and I feel like I have friends here. So thank you so much. Jackaroo. Jackaroo. Oh my God. Is that a real animal? Um, that was so nice. And, um, no, that doesn't happen to me. I feel like it's very, like I need to be in this room. It's very situational for me. I need to be in this setting. So does it happen to you, Noah? Do you almost say it sometimes? Okay. What I found myself doing lately is I'll start talking like Julie. Oh yeah. (laughs) In what way? Like, where does it come up? I don't just like, Oh my God goodness like if, if are Buzzy you does kidding something, me yeah with that just, shit <laughs> oh god what i'll tell you it's fine but i'm not doing it all right nick i just okay. need like a julie app with just her julieisms yeah we need to do that with like all of her catchphrases i truly she is so fucking funny i love her so much she makes me laugh so hard she wrote me this morning and she wrote I asked her to do the pod today, but she couldn't because she's working. You know, she's staging homes with her friend Debbie. Um, <laughs> it's an extra. I go, stop taking these jobs, mom. I don't want you working anymore. I will. I told my mom, I will pay you whatever Debbie is paying you. I will pay you to stay home and not do it. And she goes, you're ridiculous. I'm not taking that. And I go, I it. It matters to me because you're not going to try to hang up a heavy painting or move some bureau that you're too, you you know, when people get older, it must be very hard to relinquish the things you used to just be able to move so easily as a younger person. I can understand how you would fight that, 
but my mom is getting injured on these jobs and I'm just like, why are you doing it? But I, my dad goes, she likes it. I'm like, she's getting injured and you're going to lose her faster than you would like. But she wrote me today. She said, you looked amazing last night and you did such a great job. So proud of you. I mean, if I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do when my parents die. I was telling Esther this last night. I only do things so they're proud of me. I literally don't. I, I oh, My biggest joy in life is telling them I got something and then doing it and hearing them go like, like I even last night after I presented, I was just looking at my phone being like, I know they're watching. Did I do that bad? Why haven't they wrote me, written me yet? Like what's going on? And I'm like, why do I need this? And, and Esther was like, do you think that's maybe like bad that you need that approval? And I go, no, I need... It's not even about like, I need to feel like a star and like, I'm the best. I want people to be proud of me. Like that is, I think my, that's what I get off on. Like I want, I don't need you to go like, you're so pretty. You're so funny. You're so like, I just want people to go like, wow, from what I know of you, like this is what it matters most to me to when besties say that it, when my best friends and my lover and, and like my family because you guys and all these other people know the real me which is a little bit insecure a little bit quirky a little bit like more normal than maybe your average celebrity I would think not normal but like a little bit flawed and a little bit maybe just just you brought down to earth in a way so when you see me all glitzed and glammed or on mass singer when you're like I'm so proud of you bestie that means so much more to me than like you like you're, you, I don't know it, that the, it's, I just pinpointed it and it's like pride. What is that? And is it sad that I need that validation? I need pride. I need people to be like, I'm proud of you. Even if it's like, wow, you went on a run. Like my mom is always just like, you ran four miles. Oh my God, you're amazing. And like that does something for me. <laughs> Why? Aww. Why can't it be enough? Would I still do these things in a vacuum? Probably not. Do you think most artists would w still produce their art in a vacuum Shania with no Twain? one? I don't. You probably didn't get to hear what she said last night, but what she did, said what something. What did she say? She said something very similar. I feel about, like a vacuum. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she she uh, praised her fans for supporting her and kind of being that encouragement through yes. thick and thin and and all that stuff. It's it's it sounded very similar to what you just said. Yeah, like, just, yeah, believing, just being like, but it's so, it feels so selfish to want that and to need that of like, I want, like, all my, I've talked about this so much of like, you know, I don't feel like my parents are, I've complained about it to my girlfriend so much that anytime I do something, they're like, Nikki, we're so proud of you. And I'm like, oh God, I've trained them so well. And they're like posting all the links so that they can watch everything. Cause I'm like, I feel like my parents don't even care to watch it. I'll like complain about someone not watching something. And they're like, so over the top about it. But I need that. Your I think I just need that. Like so some girls like need I don't know, to get their nails done or some shit. Like, I just need people to be proud of me. And I don't think it necessarily depends on being famous. I, I will say that I need my loved ones and people who know the real me, i.e. besties. You guys are the only ones, I would say, in my fan base who, like, know me on a personal level like my family does. You really do know me like my family does. I would, 
I would I would venture to guess you probably know more about me than my family does at this point if you've been listening to the show long enough. Mm-hmm. I need I want those people to go like, whoa, that's impressive. I want people to be impressed. And this goes back to also what I want in bed. I want to be an impressive whore. I want to be such a whore that people go, I didn't even know you were capable of whoring this much. I just want people to go, wow. Um, I don't know what that is. And I don't know if I need to lose it, but there's some things I don't want to lose. I think there's a lot of things that we discover about ourselves are character defects are things that like we need like validation and it seems like self-serving and it seems like it's keeping you from loving yourself and you're supposed to be able to love yourself without getting things from the outside world. I don't need massive amounts of likes. I don't need massive amounts of fans. I don't care if I go to a theater and it's half sold. I don't give a shit. I'm just happy that half people came there. I think I'm not like, wow, this town fucking sucks. They don't get what's up. I just go, no, this half of people do get what's up. I'm only sad because like the people working there, like people aren't making money off me. And I want to like theater half full kind of gal. Yes. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) I just feel embarrassed. I don't feel, I don't feel embarrassed. I just feel bad for people who are like, God, we were supposed to make money tonight and we didn't. That's where Mm -hmm. I feel bad, but I don't feel bad in my soul. If I'll take one fan who's proud of me. So um, I really appreciate that uh, message is what I'm trying to say. Final thought. Uh, So Nikki, you want to give some advice? Yes. Okay. Here is a a question from someone who wants to be kept anonymous. Hi, Nojuki. I'm calling in to ask for some relationship advice. Um, Months ago, my husband gave me the password to his phone and said he has nothing to hide. Mm. Um, And I just was feeling kind of suspicious, like something was off the other day. And I went through his phone while he was sleeping with the password that he gave me. And I found this app called Telegram. And on the app, there were all these chats of like nudes and like videos of girls. And they were all like local girls, like from the towns around us and and where we live. Mm. So they're like real life girls whose nudes are probably unknowingly being sent back and forth between all these chats. And it just was really fucking like disturbing to me. And I didn't see any evidence of him uh, talking to any girls on his phone mm-hmm. at all. I think it's just like creepy guys sending the shit back and forth. Ew. Um, I just what? don't know if I should like bring this up to him and ha- yes. like have that difficult conversation of like, oh, I went through your hard. phone when you were sleeping and this is what I found. Right. And like, can you explain this yeah. or, or not? Like I get so scared and anxious mm-hmm. about confrontation yeah. and I don't know if I should just keep an eye on this or if it's worth bringing up right now. Um, again, I thank you so much for any advice that you have. Would love to hear your opinions on this. Like Andrew from a guy's perspective and Nikki and Noah, um, love you all. And, um, my husband's a jack off. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So we'll, we don't have Andrew's perspective on this one, which would be, ha- uh, good to have here, but we're going to try our best. Okay. Noah, I feel she definitely needs to confront him about it. What you need to do though, what I would do is own your side of things of like, listen, I'm really sorry. I fucked up and I don't want to do this again because what are your options? You either come say what you did, which was you went through his phone without asking while he was asleep or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he gets mad at you about that. Or you keep doing that. And that guilt that you have about doing that to collect information keeps building up. So you're going to at some point in this have to admit you did that, whether it's down the road. Like you're not going to get over this. You're not going to get answers from this. 
unless you get them from him. You're not, there's nothing. I don't think you're going to get any more collecting more data that's going to make you go, oh, suddenly I don't care about this. And I, we can just, I can die without ever knowing. You're going to eventually get to a point where you're like, what the fuck is going on? So just do that sooner than later before you completely like have done it so many times because you're just it's gonna make you feel bad it's gonna make you feel like you have a, a lie going between you which you know he may have already started um just go listen I had a really weak moment I felt things were off between us I'm so scared of losing you because I love you so much if that's true you can present when you do things like this like go through someone's phone a way to soften it I do I do believe is to explain like this is all coming from a place of not wanting to lose you because I love you I think that helps people because sometimes they feel so betrayed and you go, it's a, it's a, it was a bad way to go about this, but I promise it was motivated because I just, I'm so scared to lose you. And I know that's, I should have done a different way in the future. I want to do it this way, but I, I, I shouldn't have done it because I found something and I don't even know how to approach you about the thing I found. So I'm just coming clean. You are allowed to be upset with me about this. It's a completely separate issue than the one I want to talk to you about what I found but I just need you to know, like come clean about your thing and just like without confronting him about it at first mm -hmm. and like see what he does, work through that and then go, now can we talk about what I saw and make it a separate issue? I think that might be my advice, but I'm really sorry you're going through this and you're feeling that way right now because I hate, I hate in relationships when I've done something that I know I shouldn't have done and I have to like carry it around and especially when you also on the other side feel like he's done something that you don't really understand and I do not understand what that app could be and it's nice to know that he has not written anything but God, it just sucks to learn that your husband might be like looking at something that just kind of gives you the willies. But at the same Noah, time, what do you think? So I love the advice you gave her. I think it's a very good way to start the conversation. Um, I guess when I first heard this, the local part didn't really stick out to me that much as much as it does mm. this time around. But I, I honestly think it's just like a guy looking at porn or yeah. just wanting to have access to those kinds of images very, like easily, I guess. like mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's anything against her or because she's not fulfilling something. I think it's just guys like to look at porn and, you know, it it's separate from how he feels about you. So mm. I hope that she goes into it, not taking like a personal offense about it. And just, it's just like, yeah, I that I, I guess it doesn't even touch on the porn part of it. Like, I don't know though. Like the local thing bothers me because it just feels like I get it because obviously there's something that is attractive to men about hearing about local horny women around you, like in your area, because it's all over porn. You watch porn, there's always like people fucking in your neighborhood waiting right. for you. Yeah. And these guys are not actually meeting up with these women, but just the illusion that they're close makes them hornier. So I do believe that this is just a type of porn, like local porn. So it doesn't mean he's like, oh, I could fuck these women. They lived on the street. It just makes it sexier to them. Um, to hear local, but you got to get some answers on this. I, if it doesn't make you feel right, I mean, like I'm someone who doesn't mind if my boyfriend watches porn. Um, I think I would mind this because it just feels like the next step of like, you downloaded a weird app, like, or listen, 
if I found a weird app, I'd be like, explain to me the hotness behind this and what turned you on about this. Yes. Not okay. that I need to start yes. dressing like a local or something. Yeah, or, like, or, or maybe that's I... something he wants and he doesn't know how to bring up to her. Like, I think it yes. could turn into something very positive and healthy for their relationship. Maybe yeah. something she doesn't know that turns him on, like you just said. I hope. I do understand that thing of like being scared to bring up something that you think might embarrass him too. Yeah. You know, like you're showing him this thing that you found and he, you know that he's going to have to either make up a lie, which is going to be embarrassing to watch or tell you the truth, might, which might really embarrass him and then might make like emasculate him to you of like my husband's like admitting he like jerks off to these local women. Like, oh, um, yeah. But the fact that he gave you his password was really cool too. Yeah. That's why I don't think it's anything malicious. And I wonder if he maybe- He needs to send you an invite to this app. <laughs> yeah. Bring you in. <laughs> or Show maybe up you... on this app. You find this app and submit your photos. Show your boobs. Headless photos. And then have, and have him, like the, how crazy would that be? To submit your own photos on the app that you know your husband's looking at and then all of a sudden you come up on it? That would be amazing. That would be like the White Lotus scene with the condom wrapper where she just leaves it out. Spoiler alert. Like just throwing it, the thing you know in his face. Ooh, I love it. That's a good one. Um, I'm sorry though. This sounds really, that's shitty and... You know what? It's nice to know. I think it's thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of people deal with this stuff in their marriages and they're ashamed of like, we don't have complete communication and there might be some shadiness going on. Um, that Yeah, everyone just has shameful things that they even hide from their spouses. And it's the best case scenario that you're just like totally open with one another and share everything. But we're so we're so repressed around sex and our desires and especially and it's so hard to share this stuff with our partner, but I heard the sadness in your voice of like, I just don't know what to do. And I'm really sorry you're feeling that way, but I think this is very normal. I think it's very resolvable. Just own your side of the street, which is you fucked up and went through his phone without, you know, asking, which makes sense why you did it. I get why you did it, but just own it because then you will have carte blanche to go after him for what he's done. Once you really like repent for what you did without getting accusatory of him, like own your thing first, make, make sure that is tidy. Like don't even accuse him of it. I would say I went through your phone, babe. And I just want to say, I feel really rotten about it. I wish I wouldn't have done it. You were sleeping and I just need to be honest with you. I don't want to do it again. I don't know what, uh, you know, here's why I was compelled to do it, but da, 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 da. Um, and I hate, I hate that I did it to you and I'm so sorry. And then eventually he'll go, and did you see anything? And you can go, I did, but we can talk about that another time. Really like own it. I think that will give you so much more in the end. And it will, you, you didn't do everything right. I think so often we just like, a tr uh, and you already know that. I hear it in your voice, but I think so often we approach fights like they did this. And it's just like, find something that you did wrong because it gives you so much more going into the part where you get to present them with what they did wrong. There's so much less defensive if you've already kind of shown them how to own up to shit. And women usually have to be the ones to lead that because we're smarter. Um, we're not necessarily, but in these relationships, we read the books and everything like that. Um, please men don't stop listening to me. Cause I said that I love you so much and I, you know, you are smarter and, and we got to keep that lie going so that you uh, b b 
believe it and still like us and let us live and have reproductive rights uh not all men uh especially not steve love you guys so much thank you for listening to the podcast we will see you next week uh we're doing one episode a week till the end of the year and then we will revisit and let you know of the new plan but i'm very excited for everything to come for the podcast i love you guys so much thank you for waiting a whole week come see me on the road i'm going to be in waterloo new york this week i'm gonna be in hershey pennsylvania i am going to be in atlantic city tickets still available nickyglazer.com plus so many more dates just came out rounding up the end of the year oklahoma city tulsa and then st louis new year's eve get those tickets soon new year's eve st louis is selling out um quickly and then i just released a bunch of new dates that you can check out at um my instagram there's a whole graphic with all of them and i would love to see you there i love you guys so much thank you for your support thank you for listening have a great week and uh, don't be cool and jackpot Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.